You are listening to 40-something with Valley and the Vig. And now, here's Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. And there we are, folks. 40-something back, episode 6. Oh my gosh, this is the longest commitment I've had in years. <laughs> uh, we wanted to kind of get into Dave Chappelle a little bit, folks. Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. We're going to get into Dave Chappelle a little bit and talk about some of the real relevant things that's been happening in the world in terms of uh, our race and how things have been kind of going, particularly since the beginning of the year of 2020. Uh, let's just get into that. And So Dave Chappelle, Vegan, let's get into this. I think he's transcending from just a comedian. It's his social commentary. He's getting to the point where he's similar. He's transcending similarly to how Carlin transcended. And he's still in his early 50s, I think, this guy. So um, Chappelle's got a way to go. He really does. I think Chappelle's got uh, – he is a voice because – and he had a really powerful moment, a very true statement he said in his special. I don't know if you saw it. I did not. It was a special during the pandemic, and it was still like height of the pandemic. It was like three weeks. I th- it was like three weeks after George Floyd got killed, and it wasn't really funny. It was it, it, there was Chappelle humor, but it was more of a commentary for about thirty five minutes, and it was called eight minutes and eight forty six, which was the amount of time that George Floyd. As I mean, everybody should know. The amount of time George Floyd had the knee on the on the back of the neck. So check it out, and so it's really social commentary, his humor. But he's it, but either way, even when he's just being a comedian, he's still milking the race cow, <laughs> which is and, he, and you're right, he does it in, in a very unique. The delivery is very unique and different than anyone else is doing it. And that's why I think he gets. I don't want to say gets away with it, but that's why he can do that still because he's that good at it. So do you think that George Floyd died from asphyxiation from the foot being put on the back of his neck? Is that what you think he died of? Um, I mean, no, I think he probably had some other kind of, I think it was part of it. Yeah. I mean, one of the things. So he died from cardiac arrest. Yeah. It was because he had a shitty, whatever was going on. So he had methamphetamines in his system as well. Did you know that? No. Okay. So uh, there's a there's a lot of moving parts to this story with what's going on. People like believe what they want to believe and they Yeah. You know, I just didn't know that. I didn't they like yeah. Well, you know, and so then there's a lot of that it's what's going on on the right side of things with what you know has happened here in the last few weeks. A lot of people believe what they want to believe. They yeah, believe the, the dude that the election was stolen yeah. and that the dude shocked himself in the balls and the nuts, and that's why he died. He just died of a heart attack. So, and then along the other side of things is is that so George Floyd, he had they put his foot on his neck. The cop put his foot on his neck, and you know he's like between the curb and the street, and he's like you know, and he died of a, he died of a cardiac arrest. And also, when they did the autopsy, he they was found to have. 
uh, crystal methamphetamines in in his bloodstream. And how much so, was it? I mean, now here's the now, now here's where I would that diverts away from what happened. Talking about now, now you're saying if he was a very healthy, sane individual, that eight minutes and forty six seconds that that guy who had a problem with him from a previous time, who clearly was doing it and has an abuse of power, is we talking about this? take away from what that officer did because either way George Floyd would be alive if the officer didn't do that. Very true. I so the point that I'm making is with you'll see with a bunch of these things that have happened uh there's like a thing like so there was the one I forget where where I'm trying to think where this was whether it was in Kenosha or something where they got it but he reached into the car to grab a knife after he was told numerous times to not move. Yeah, no, that's, you would hope they wouldn't shoot him to death. You know, that's, that's where I think that the, that's where you you start getting into the area that we need to come together instead of saying it's always the cops are always bad or no, it's always the criminals that are always bad. You know, but you're exactly right. People do want to believe what they want to believe. These cops have been, they've been trained to, to do this. Yes. That's the point. That's where the real rubber hits the road in the, the the way you the way you start healing. Instead of trying to acknowledge it and say, "Okay, this is what we're trying to do," like that's why you know it was funny when Trump was one of the many lies he was saying. Biden wants to defund the police. Biden wants to defund the police. No, he didn't. He never said that. He said he wants to give the police more money so there can be better training and there can be better vetting on the kind of human beings that would be police officers. And that's the situation. There's got to be more money invested in the cops. They got to have better training. So they, a lot of these are panic situations. They're panics. Like, oh shit. Like I think Philando Castile, the dude, I think the uh, officer that shot him, I think it was a wall one. I don't know if it was one, but, uh, I, that wasn't because he just wanted to shoot Philando Castillo because he, the cop was petrified. He was going to get, sh- that they were going to get shot by this, by this scary looking black man with dreadlocks. They choked you. There's too many of that. And then there are the situations like Rodney King and George Floyd, you know, the George Floyd situation where the cops are clearly abusing their power. And the problem is, is that happens more times than white people want to admit it. And cops just choking. We have to, the idea that all these cops want to kill all these black people is kind of asinine. It's not the situation. It is the situation where these cops are not equipped to deal with the situations they are put in. And they choke. And their prejudice pumps into that. Not one cop that that had to have, that lost their, you know, now, by the way, they have to lose their job if they fuck up, too. You, there's no coming back from it. Oh, I made a mistake. Sorry. No. You're done. This has happened in a lot of those respects. Or at least they were put on administrative leave. Or, or no, they're told. done. They got to lose it. They lose their pension. They lose 100%. If you make that mistake in the line of duty, you're done. So what do you Sorry. think about What about with the Philadelphia incident? So there was the guy there in Philadelphia that he was waving – a weapon. They told him to drop the weapon, drop the weapon. He was having a bipolar episode. They were telling him, drop the weapon, drop the weapon. And he's just like, and then they shot him. 
it's going to be my same answer. It's these cops are not trained correctly to, to handle that without shooting the guy. Right. That's yeah, what it, they're not trained. Good. They're not like, oh, cool, a black, let me shoot him. But I'm telling you, I will say this. Cops are more afraid of a black person than they are a white person. That's what I'm telling you. Yes, that's that, that's just what, what has happened. So they are put under more pressure. They still have a deadly weapon in their, in their holster. And they're put under this pressure. They can't handle it. They choke and they shoot. That doesn't make their that doesn't make them horrible people. It makes them horrible cops. In that situation, when they fuck up. But the abuse of power cops, those people need to be thrown in prison with population that they arrested, that they know treated their community the way they did. That's where those pieces of shit could go. That's my opinion. The cops that screw up, you're fired. Go find another job. Like I can tell you, in your 40s, and starting over is not easy, especially if you were a cop. I just you could go be a security guy, though, or something. Yeah, like one of the rental cops. Yeah, they do. They do. You know how much much play they can get at the strip club being a security guy. You could be a guy that transports marijuana in Pennsylvania. I think in Colorado you could do it just because you know. So I know a little something about that because I did it for about a year. <laughs> And uh, both with my own vehicle and a and a caravan, and uh, so you just have to have a badge. You have to have a license. Do you have to have a license in Pennsylvania to, to work at a dispensary and stuff? Because in Colorado, you have to get your badge here, and you have to get fingerprinted and everything. And, yes, yes. Yeah. I got fingerprinted. I got the whole nine done. Um, back three different background checks. So yeah, right. it's, it's it's that. I mean, they can transport it but i mean i'm talking about the big shipments you know the armored vehicle shipments from dispensary to grower grower to dispensary um that's the kind of delivery i was talking about you know that like but either way you know that that's where it is with that so when you bring up the george floyd thing and people don't want to bring up those facts but when those facts are brought up what does that take away from why people are upset well from what i've seen it actually gets people to more defensive about it. Well, you're not on our side or like, you know, why, why are you, why are you bringing that up? And then, you know, then people just don't want to talk about it. And I think you would act, if you really started to like break down, you would have conversations with people or like focus groups and say, look, how do you really think about this? I think you'd be surprised. Oh no, I don't, I, I, I would not be surprised. The, the left is, you know, it, they are not as willfully ignorant, but they are, they go with emotion just as much as the right does. I mean, yeah. let's not forget how embarrassing it was after Trump won before he even screwed the whole country up. You know, I mean, the, right. the, the, the liberals were really they were wanting. But what they did in comparison to what the conservatives are doing and what the Trumpets have done to attack our country and our democracy in the disgusting fashion and the ignorant fashion in which they have. It's like one of those, but you're right. It's like, it's us. You're either with us or against us. Like they're the new world order from professional wrestling or something, or, and it's ridiculous. That's what started. That fuels QAnon. Those type of things fuel. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 my friend is a perfect example of it. I and mean, we might even have him. He maybe we'll have him on the show one day. He's a perfect example of that. He could not stand Donald Trump. Always thought he was a piece of trash, but he hates liberals so much, he wished Trump won just to see what liberals cry. He didn't even vote for Trump, voted for Joe Jorgensen. But liberals have made white people try to feel so guilty for a very, very long time. Now, 
they should, because if white people don't start understanding and opening their heads, then we don't grow and we don't learn and we don't understand where people are coming from, you know? Um, so it is good to have uncomfortable questions and question why you were thinking that. I'm definitely a different person. The way I view a, an African-American and the way I view even trans rights and the way I view things so much more than I did 25 years ago. People evolve, people understand. Um, I was one of the people that didn't know what black lives matter. That's ridiculous. All lives should matter. Right. And, and honestly, yes, but so there, there's one where it just, that took, and that went on the other, the other side, then that became like, that's, a right. that's the perfect, that's the epitome of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the very crux of it. So, and it seems like if you, there's a lot of people that got over the black lives matter, like really got over the, the black lives matter hump. Um, I'm not sure anyone's familiar, Randy Orton, professional wrestler, uh, one of the bigger ones, the last, you know, a couple, you know, decades or whatever. And he said it himself. This is a, you know, guy in his mid forties, our age. And he came out and said, he's like, you know what? I didn't get it. And now I'm understanding. I'm, I'm, I, I black and he hashtag black lives matter. He was one of the people that didn't get it either. It's okay. If we don't get it, folks, if you're a white person, and you don't get it right away. It doesn't make you stupid. You're just learning and just keep on growing. It doesn't make you dumb because you didn't get it initially. Right. If you get it, it's simple. It's, you know, if if there's an earthquake in Japan, prayers for Japan, you know, or, you know, or a hurricane in, in Puerto Rico, you know, prayers for Puerto Rico, love for Puerto Rico, money for Puerto Rico, everything for Puerto Rico. Don't all states matter? And that's what the point is. And we have to understand that we're not in a situation where it's fair and there's there's not as many white people as there used to be. And the country's not, quote unquote, white. And we have to get used to it and deal with it. The country's changing. And I had a conversation with Dave Tuvig and, and I a couple of a couple, couple hours ago via text. Their side's going to lose. The, the Trump side, this side, the Nazis, the KKK, the racists. Every time our country had a moment where we had to stand up against it, who won and who lost? Trumps are going to lose. They lose. Their side loses every time. Every single time. Enough decency. Your kids are going to get older and realize what's happening. They're going to see how ridiculous you are. And you're going to die off. That's what's going on. It's a shitty movement right now. And they're they're going to go out in a blaze of fucking glory. Absolutely. They're going to cause a lot of damage and a lot of death and a lot of misery. But at the end of the day, they're going to lose because that's what their side does. They, they had to get so extreme about it is really what it came down to. If they would have brought up maybe their concerns in a different fashion, otherwise in storming the U.S. Capitol, becoming like, what? All of a sudden it got so extremed. But because now they feel marginalized because they're the, the person that had their back per se is going to leave and then tried to make up this huge uh, story. I, the, the thing is, just this got so bad because we let it get this bad. We let people just go on and on and on, right up to the president of the United States, and 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 their dep and their their White House press secretary Kaylee. 
they just went on and on and on for weeks about this. And we let it get this way. We just like, because we're like conducting a business, you know, trying to keep our jobs and like get through the pandemic. So we just let them talk about whatever. Let them play. And then it filtered down into all these like subgroups. It's I knew, I remember what we were talking about yesterday, TJ. We were talking about how these groups on Facebook have been there all along. And there's been no, there's been no protection of that. It's the there's wild been no like group that's going to sit, group or like part of Facebook that's going to say, we're going to go and we're going to just say, we're going to comb through all these groups and investigate. We're going to investigate these complaints that we get from people that are saying, look, there's these secret groups. We're going to be, we're going to give you the opportunity to make a secret group that can't be monitored at all. And now this is what has happened. This has been going on for years, TJ. It's just yeah, the Jones group. Bad because now they're getting marginalized because now the, the, the president that like, was in charge and got them what they wanted has now been put out and he's made, you know, it just keeps going back to that. You know, and the thing is there, there's groups on the other side of things too, that, you know, that are like that too, the Antifa's and the other, you know, there's tons of that. And honestly, you should not have been able to try throw shit at a federal building night after night in Portland, Oregon and not yeah. get in trouble for it. And that's but when we go back. Those. It's a full circle situation, and we go back to well, you got to hold people accountable. Da 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 da. da. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, well, so are you are you on our that. side if you're holding our side accountable? Right. So then there was a lot of that going on, and I saw that because it was it seemed to be it was a lot more evident to see on LinkedIn. So it's kind of kind of odd you would say like this business and professional networking website, but this that. It got it got very uncomfortable on there throughout the summer uh, because you had people that like wanted to be looking for jobs, and then you had like people that were like boiling over with the whole like movement going on and like throwing it right up on LinkedIn for all the business professionals to see. I feel that there's systematic racism in the American workplace, and I'm going to tell you that I've been a victim of that. Like, wow! <laughs> Look out! That's I, I mean, on LinkedIn, I, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't even want to say my name on LinkedIn. They Google it and they'll see me with two hits of acid on my tongue with a beer in my hand at a festival somewhere. You know, I was starting to think it's like an easy place to just find me and then you can find my whole history of everything I ever worked on. Oh, dude. Everything. Yeah. That's why you change. That's why you change your name to Silicon Steve Allen. <laughs> Still going, Steve Valley. I really liked that. I was thinking about it the other day when I was checking over uh, the RSS feeds and stuff. And I'm like, Steve Valley, very original. <laughs> it wasn't me. You know what? That was uh, my the the creation of Steve Valley was uh, Vlad the Impaler on my other podcast. He he actually came up with that name uh, when I was going to be when I was a manager for WXWC4. So um, that's kind of how I got it. And it was kind of a cool deal. We like it. It's uh, you can certainly use it. And, you know, I, I was my, the, my stable was going to be Kings of the Valley. You know, I see. it was going to be wrestle. cool. It was going to be really cool. Wrestle though, right? You just talk about it. Oh, I was, yeah, I would have to eventually take bumps. Cause I was going to, you know, every, every manager eventually has to get beat up or something because, you know, your job, that's your job. You know, it's the end of the day. You want to annoy the people so much and the, the audience is paying and eventually the audience has got to see the payoff and get your ass kicked. So luckily I, was, I didn't stick around long enough to, to reach that pinnacle to get your ass kicked. 
I remember uh, so my when I was into wrestling, watching it and stuff. It was always really something when the manager like got ended up getting worked around in the ring. Like they pulled him in, and like I'm just thinking like some of these things that would happen. Like all of a sudden, the manager or the so the, the trainer, or the person that was like not the actual wrestler, but his like valet, they like, end up getting put in the ring, and then you know it always was like, whoa, that happened. You know? <laughs> I, I, oh, I, we I, hit Bobby Heenan because they never got. They usually never. They always got away with it, you know? And then but those times when Bob, Bobby, that's what Bobby, he was the best. That's a different podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, I just was bringing it. Cause I used to be so into it. And then honestly, I have to admit, I, I watched that whole Brett Hart shit happen live. And I, yeah. kind of traumatized me and I was like over it. Cause it's like the way everything was going. I like treated it like it was part of the whole thing. And it was really like, he was like, dying. you should check out if you didn't see it. They have, there's a great program. And I'll give it a quick plug. Uh, it's Dark Side of the Ring. And there's a whole entire episode. It's also on YouTube. Dark Side of the Ring. I believe it's on Vice TV. And uh, and it's uh, season one, episode two. And it's all about that. And they interview some really awesome characters. Uh, Bruce Pritchard, Jim Cornette. I mean, people listen to this, don't know who they are. But uh, everyone that was there. And so it was a real, it's really cool. It doesn't have any WWE fluff or pop. It's like the real deal story. So I encourage you, if you saw that, check out that it's 45 minutes of, if you ever want to just chill out, it's a good 45 minutes of you. It's entertaining for sure. Sure. I'm going to think, I think I really said Bret Hart. I'm not, it was, it was the anvil. Who was the anvil? Which, which Hart brother was the anvil? Doug. It was Jim Neidhart. Okay. That was the one. Oh, you talking about the guy that died? Yeah. Oh no, that was well. Funny you said that. There's, there's, there's. I believe a there's an episode of that too. It's and that's Doug. In season Doug two. Doug. I think it's the opener for season two. Or I think Chris yeah. Benoit was in it. Dude, they, they they talk about all the tragedies. Owen Hart. That's the one he was Owen. harnessed. Okay. Yeah, Owen Hart was harnessed because he was doing his character. Yeah, and he was like, why? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a major pay per view. In fact, I think The Rock, yeah, and right. I'm pretty sure The Rock was fighting Kurt Angle or Triple H in the main event. The Rock yeah, was, was definitely in the main event. I was working for a cable company at the time, and they were like, yo, the, what the paper we did last night, you know, somebody died live on that. Yeah. yeah. They, um, yeah, he was dressed. So the, the story was, as Owen Hart was a, an extraordinarily accomplished wrestler, uh, really great great guy, really great human being, big family man. And he had kids right in the prime of, you know, of being a dad. They were young kids. I think they were three and five or three and six or something like that. And so one of his, but Vince McMahon, it was very grandiose. And Vince McMahon's like, okay, we're going to bring back this old school character and make you like a superhero joke. And he was going to fight a guy who was a pimp and had hose. This is how ridiculous wrestling was back then. So... So his character was the blue blazer and he was uh, in a harness and he was going to take, do like a slow cable descent down to the ring as his entrance. The harness did not operate and he fell to his death 50 feet down and he fell, his head bounced off of the steel uh, post on the end of it. And um, yeah, he died right there. They continued with the show, which was, um, it was a huge. Oh my God! I, how can you keep the show going? Um, to this day, it's still. To this day, it's still uh, a situation where Vince McMahon. It's one of Vince McMahon's. 
he won't regret it, but I think if you ask a lot of people in WWE at the time, that's something that I think WWE would like a mulligan on. McMahon doesn't typically admit mistakes, um, but he also showed his true colors. I mean, the guy at first and foremost is a businessman. So what have you, we might've spent a little too much time on Owen Hart right there, <laughs> but Interesting. check out Very dark side of the ring. You could lose yourself for a couple hours if you're into it that much, but um, they did one on Macho Man Randy Savage, which was amazing. They did one on uh, Chris Benoit, and it was a two-parter. And everyone knows, remember Chris Benoit murdered his family, okay. and, then, and then was writing letters to his dead friend Eddie Guerrero for like two years. <laughs> okay, that's a that's an issue there. Yeah, I mean, we're too, talking too much about professional wrestling. <laughs> oh, you, 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 it's kind of blowing along because you you do another podcast. Yeah, you. It's like, like hey, yeah. Vig. Yeah. Let's talk about Unfreeze like McGee. We should talk about Unfreeze McGee. <laughs> yeah, I think they have some plans to do a live stream from Nashville. Um, so it'll be like a pay-per-view. Uh, oh, really? Playing from, uh, some, somewhere in Nashville. I don't know too much about it. I I just saw it flashed up that they would be you know, taking orders from the live stream. You can watch it uh, for like kind of a couch tour, a paid couch tour. You know, they'll be uh, doing it. Doing well, live we're not big them. enough, so I'm going to worry about saying this, but I am in talks. I have engaged in talking with members of Humphreys McGee for a possible business collaboration. I haven't heard anything back from the guy I really need to hear from, but I have been in contact with people from Humphreys McGee, and uh, we're hoping to uh, have a little Humphreys splash on here, possibly if we can get it done. So hold hold, hold your tight on hold tight on for that. We are definitely in talks with uh with that. And then we got that. Know, we you, got two, we got a two fat to skydive album release coming up. Our homies uh, in Denver here, yeah. uh, they're coming out with an album and yeah. they've been working real hard on it. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna and be fun. Don't forget next week. Next week. It's going to be the four year, and then we're going to probably chill with the politics for a little bit. Who knows? Life was going to happen. We're doing the uh, four year Donald Trump review. It'll probably be a two or three parter. Very excited. Very excited. Yeah, we, we're just doing it because it's so unprecedented right now. And so we're just like, uh, oh, and it's just, what can you do dish about, you know, people totally. Well, I, I literally want to, we're going to get a timeline. I'm going to do a shitload of research this time. I'm going to do the most research I've ever done for a podcast in my entire life. I want you to know that. So, which is, I'll just check a website out or something, uh, but no, we're going to ch- do an exact timeline um, on, on the Donald Trump presidency, because we forgot about so many gems. Remember, I remember the inauguration day. When they said it was the most that anyone has ever been to at any inauguration day ever. And there was like, no way that was possible. (laughs) That's how this started. That's how this administration started. Biggest ever. No, it wasn't. And people believed it right away. That was like the beginning. Like, let's see how stupid people are. Right. That's exactly where all this came from. First of all, the first part of this whole thing was the tax breaks, right? So the businesses got their tax breaks. The people got somebody that was, you know, he wasn't a a typical politician. He was sort of unhinged. He really kind of shot from the hip. People liked that. And they they, they thought that that's what Washington needed. And so for the first part of this, that was all of this. And then slowly but surely, it started getting even more unhinged. You are like, like, oh, this is starting to get bad, like bad taste, you know. But people were making money. The economy was flying. 
and you know people just went with it. So that you got reared up until the impeachment because it was kind of obvious that you know I, I try to follow back. And I don't really realize. I don't remember like what was said or what he did with the Ukraine or what you know. We're going to have all that and so many more. Yeah, good show to how powerful he had become because no, nobody was going to really vote for it because like what was going to. So he starts thinking like I can I can really take advantage of this and then I could just start saying like you know blase blah yeah and it was going in like so first when he started campaigning it was like look there's going to be all this mail order but you know not to mention that he just totally mishandled the the pandemic and and that was really the I think that's going to be the beginning if you had three acts of the Donald Trump presidency that was the beginning of the third act. You had the first two acts. So it's a tragedy because he's got to leave. And the the third, so the third act gets its resolution where everything's flying high for, you know, he had a couple ups and downs, but everything's flying high going into the third act. And then the pandemic hits and that third act. Wow. That's going to be, that's going to be heavy. We might do an entire episode on the pandemic. We'll do the first three years and then we'll do the pandemic. We'll have a two part episode. I think that might be how we play this. Okay. I love it. I'm excited. You just, ladies and gentlemen, you were just in the middle of a, a pre-production meeting. If I don't edit it out. Pre-production on the live, but. What's up? I was, I was thinking, we do seem to do the pre-production sometimes on the live. We'll talk about it. Hey, let's do an episode on that. But we haven't made professional status yet. We're working on it though. We're getting there, folks. We are excited. We are so excited to have you guys with us. Thank you for tuning in. We did not mention the email once again. Vig, what is going on? Valleyvig08 at gmail.com. Yeah. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Honestly, what we talked about today, if you didn't agree with that or you really want to like give us some shit about that, then email us. Let us know what your thoughts are. We'd love to know. Because that's it's kind of what shapes this whole thing is 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 putting it out for the people and and seeing what they think about it and yeah. you know but two guys no in trolls. like that are that are just starting to come around now and say hey look we did all this like you know there's obviously a clear before times after times things now and like I feel that the digital transformation is happening the fact that we're just doing it we never zoomed we never even really like it was always just text or like you know. We never zoomed yeah. down here. We are zooming and we're actually doing a com- content production show. I'm in beautiful. I'm in beautiful downtown Silicon Valley in San Jose. We're feeling good. Yeah, I'm San Jose. Room. I'm going to look really stupid. <laughs> Not that anyone could see this anyway. That's totally San Francisco. Isn't that the, the uh, Trans-American building there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm San Francisco. That's part of Silicon Valley. Yep, okay. that's it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man, we got to get out of here. I'll tell you what, man. We had it. This is like, you know what? It's funny. We didn't even know what we were going to talk about. And we didn't even have it. We'll have to re-record it. You know, what have you. I won't get, I won't break the fourth wall down that much. Um, And uh, this was a good episode, man. It's strong, strong. Some real heavy shit we talked about. Sure. We need to be like that. (laughs) Heavy times. Happy times. Happy times are on the way. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so good. It's just we gotta get to the other side first. So until then. I should totally bust into uh Good Times Around the Bend by uh the String Cheese Incident, which is gonna be cool. That then that song will be the case. It'll be like sometime in March, maybe early April, and that song will be perfect. 
you do. Okay. If you check it out, um, you check it out. Good times around the bend and by the string, she's incident. It is a, a beautiful song and it's going to be really appropriate in about two or three weeks, maybe four weeks. The snow is gone and the springtime is here. Yes. <laughs> because we do have a live, but I think what we're going to try to do folks too, um, before we get out of here one more time, we think we're going to start doing live broadcasts and then we're going to post the audio later on as a, as a uh, live podcast, live broadcast. And then we're going to put it on the podcast on our, uh, on the Spotify. So I think that's something that we've been talking about and a lot of exciting things for 40 something with Valley and the Vig, man. It's, it's going to be a really good, good beginning. We're having a, a ton of fun, which is the best part about it. Yeah. And we're learning a lot. And, uh, what, what is your opinion so far? So far, Vig would, where, where are you at in this exciting new project that is uh, 40 something? I feel that, uh, you know, we kind of just go from episode to episode and what, what's currently going on. And I, I feel like we walked the line a little bit. And uh, I think that's kind of what's needed in content right now. But uh, I think we have a, a unique uh, perspective on things that uh, as we start to do more of these, uh, we'll grow. And I think, um, you know, It'll, it'll, it'll be something we can literally look back on, at least some of these uh, initial episodes, something we can look back on and say, man, that was, was really some dark times and uh, we were getting through it. And then it was like, well, you know, maybe we should edit that out. <laughs> but, we will get to that point where we will, when we get good enough at editing. You know, we're both like, you're, you know, I, I have had a, a bit more time and better access to things. And it's just been, it's, it's difficult and I don't really edit do much, you know what I mean? To edit it is very, it's, it's much more challenging, but it's something that we're both going to have to, you know, figure out how to, how to get done um, consistently, uh, you know, to when we really get to the levels, but there's so many exciting things happening. The best thing is, is that we're having fun. And I think, yeah. like you said, we're talking about really important issues that I think sure. need to be talked about. And we need to be honest about them. And that's on both sides. Yeah. And you heard it today. We call the we call the left out quite a bit today. So you listen to us. We're not giving you bullshit. We're an agenda. Loving it. That being said, check out justicegrown.com. On, uh... <laughs> All right, folks. <laughs> this is Silicon Steve Valley. We want to thank you guys for listening to 40 something with Valley and the Big. This is Silicon Steve Valley. That is the Big. legend. The Vig, Valley and the Vig. We will see you guys next week. Do not forget, please, the Trump review part uno, pat un, as the French would say. Got it. What else you got, Vig? Not a whole lot. Uh, you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna be uh, starting to turn the corner on a few things in a, a couple of weeks to a couple of months. Uh, I think people should be really looking at some alternatives. Uh, Really, I just want to kind of end this one with saying, you know, to really, to really make it, you're gonna to have to. We're gonna to to start taking risks that uh, are, are are different, and they're not what our parents taught us. So we'll kind of leave you with that. To really, in order to get ahead and to make make things work, we're, we're gonna to have to do things a little bit differently than what we were originally taught. So check that out. <laughs>